The following podcast may contain strong language, graphic descriptions of violence, and other content which is of an adult nature. This podcast is intended only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Game Luster presents Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast of a limited Cyberpunk Red campaign. The players are Brennan as Locke, Haley as Olive, Mike as Slash, Kate as J45, and Tim as Doc. The Game Master is Axel. DJ Can Cry here on 97.6 The Stack. We're just about to start a 97-minute power hour for all you long lunchers and thirsty nooners in the city. But first, we're contractually obligated to give you some news before you rot your brains on metal, rock, punk, ska, dub, crunk, and chrome. Disaster struck last week on the High Rider Habitat Amanatore 3 as a routine courier flight inexplicably lost control and smashed tail-first into the Habitat's rimward docking section, causing the pilot, Roger Mboto Alkigali, to be violently ejected from the cockpit into hard vacuum. Miraculously, he managed to survive long enough to reach a maintenance airlock some distance away. In a related story, the McInnes Distillery has looked at the telemetry from the incident and awarded Al-Kigali a solar system record for longest survival time in cis-Earth vacuum without mechanical or prosthetic assistance. Today marks the 23rd anniversary of Johnny Silverhand's final album, Tip of the Spear, released to surprisingly little fanfare at the time and only really hitting its stride commercially outside of Night City after his death in the Arasaka Holocaust. Former samurai bandmate Kerry Urodyne threw up a fully remastered 20th anniversary edition of the LP on data pools around the world a few years back, along with liner notes containing personal observations from Silverhand. The album has long been considered a sort of musical suicide note, dealing both with Silverhand's early military service and the final apocalyptic months of his life. In a note to truly obsessed fans, Urodyne stated once again that he was unable to find any recordings of the long-fabled single Black Dog among the master tapes. And for those of you looking for some schadenfreude to make the day a little easier, we've got a three-course meal for you. Authorities are still trying to piece together the bizarre circumstances which pitted three wildly different street gangs against each other in the old combat zone two weeks ago. While it is suspected that at least a few individuals from each of the three gangs have survived, none have come forward. More interesting, body lotto numbers from the old combat zone have dropped 40% since then. This news break has been brought to you by the Hacienda Casino and Resort. Join the Hacienda Players Club and be entered for a chance to win a five-star pre-pack experience from executive chef Akachi Kogoro. The Hacienda, your home away from home in Night City. Coming up, we're throwing on a deep cut from Silverhand's classic album, A Cool Metal Fire, to kick off 97 minutes of non-stop music. Sit tight, chumbas. Akachi Kogoro. I bet his dishes are to die for. <laughs> We did. Uh, I we figured you two would notice. I, I wasn't sure about everybody else. Okay, so, my chooms. It's been a couple of weeks since uh, the fun and games uh, back in the combat zone there. So, uh, real quick, I want each of you to tell me what you've been doing for the last two weeks. You know, just how you've been amusing yourselves, keeping yourselves occupied, that sort of thing musician man just playing some clubs you know messing around with my guitar 
Okay. 69, my 69 gold top. Don't ask how I got that. All right. Uh, if you would, Slash, uh, I want you to uh, make me a, a roll uh, real quick. One Kaiser sec. Sourdough uh, Barrel. <laughs> uh, I want you to make me a Charismatic Impact roll, please. I am not very charismatic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you've definitely been, you know, strumming, maybe playing in the street corner here and there. The good news is that you haven't been, you know, brutally shot or anything, but, you know, you also haven't been attracting a whole bunch of attention. You're just kind of local color, if you will. My good days are getting behind me, man. Were they, were, were they ever behind you? Or... <laughs> All right. Who's next? It was a two-day stretch uh, about three years ago where his good days. <laughs> All right. Who's... He got two whole dollars thrown in his hat. No. <laughs> Come on, Doc. All That's right. not nice. Next up. And since my fellow rocker boy just went, I have been asking around in the neighborhood to see if anyone has heard of... Uh, G, the scavenger, my beautiful ex-boyfriend that I'm looking for, and I have been attempting, keyword attempting, <laughs> to come up with a love song so passionate it will make him come back to me. But I haven't had any success yet. The muse is not with J45. It's very difficult to rhyme gluteus maximus. <laughs> All right. Look, Doc, if you had seen his butt, you would be singing about it too. All right. Um, since you've kind of been kind of splitting your time here, uh, I'd like you to make me two rolls, please. Uh, yes, sir. Yep. Uh, first, roll me a uh, a conversation check. Okay. Conversation is ah social skill. Go. I am trying to roll it. It's not going. I am trying to click it no, to roll. No, it is no, no, it's working. It's rolling. Oh, yeah, rolling yeah. You you rolled. I just can't. Uh, it just didn't show up for me. Yeah. Well, it sometimes it'll do that. <laughs> uh wow. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you you have. It's kind of a miracle you haven't been knifed yet. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you you are just annoying the fuck out of everybody, and they are. They are not having it. Uh, roll me a charismatic impact, please. I want to see how you're... Uh... Oh, oh, you did roll your charismatic impact. Uh, yeah, you're right. The muse has not been good to you there. It's just... Whatever, whatever's been going on, maybe it's the fact that everybody's been so down on you. You know, People putting guns in your faces without actually pulling the trigger. It's got you down. It's just It's blocking all the creative flow. It's not happening. Man, us musicians aren't doing good right now. It, it's so been... I haven't, I haven't heard anything about where my, my ex is. No, in any kind of inquiry about where your ex is is met with, you know, loaded firearms and a surly fuck off. That's how bad it is. That, that's you just have not been making any friends here. No. So from what you've said, it sounds like they definitely have met him. Because <laughs> that's the usual reaction you get. 
All right, who's next? I'll go, why not? Okay, Doc. Doc will have uh, spent some time trying to, you know, set about uh, the neighborhood, trying to heal the sick and injured and make himself known. Put out a couple feelers as to his uh, missing connections. Okay. Specifically the one captured by a corp. All right. But any of them, really. All right. Uh, if you would, uh, you're going to need to roll me a couple of uh, rolls here, too. All righty. Uh, roll me a conversation check first. All right. There's conversation again. Social player guys. You've maybe picked up on a couple of vague rumors of different black sites that are reportedly around the city, but nothing that just absolutely screams, yeah, this, you know, this is a serious lead. Yeah. So. Good to investigate and yeah, possibly good to break up yeah. when the time arises. Okay. Uh, if you would, roll me either a first aid or a paramedic check, one of the two. Okay. It's been a fairly sedate week, or a couple of weeks, you know. Minor bumps, minor contusions, the occasional gut shot, nothing radical. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've managed to make about 100 eddies patching up randos, but you've also, you've probably burned through, you know, that's after all your expenses and whatnot. So. Yes. So, not a bad couple of weeks, not great, but... Yeah, you're, you're at least a little bit ahead of the game. All right, who's next? Um, I guess I'll go. Okay. <clears throat> um, so Olive has been uh, attempting to use her connections to figure out more uh, about how her family disappeared and where they might be. And running shit for... Um, said person's group, because I totally forget Brennan's character's name. Locke. Oh, uh, the, yeah. Yeah. The Behringer clan? C. Make me a conversation roll first for your, your general look, you know, for looking around for your family and whatnot. Much the same as what, uh, what Doc was running into. You've got a you know, you, you've heard vague rumors here and there, but there's nothing that is absolutely solid. If there's any hints about what happened, they're buried a lot further than what you're able to pick up right now. Sad face. Uh, as far as the Behringer clan, don't need to make me a roll for that one. You've been talking with Locke off and on, learning a little bit more about the clan. They're very big on shipping. They are not the biggest shipper, or they're not the biggest player in the logistics field, but they are reliable. And they've also got a, a definite edge in suborbital shipping. Uh, they have a high number of Delta Jocks working for them. So whenever there's a case where somebody has to get a piece, has to get either a person or a package halfway around the world right frickety now, the Behringers are the people you go to. Cool. 
All right. So that leaves Locke. Locke, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Oh, boy. Well, uh, besides keeping up with the apartment building, just because, um, I'm trying to find... Yeah, that's your try, job. Yeah, that is my job. I am trying to find more information on this suit bastard. Got a mark on my head. All right. Well, if you would, sir, make me a conversation roll. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you're you're getting pretty much the uh, the same as uh, J45. People drawing guns, pulling back the hammers, and telling you to fuck off. They sounds about right. They they don't know. They don't care, and they're they don't want to be bothered. You, you just have been asking the wrong people. Uh, used to that. Used to that. So, it's early morning. Locke, your agent goes off with a distinctive ringtone. There are a few people who are set up in your agent to have a personalized ringtone that kind of tells you ahead of time, you know, this is an important call. And as you look at the caller ID, it's a very important call. The caller ID says... Raleigh Berenger, the head of the of the family, and he's calling you. Oh my god. Okay, I pick up. Hello, it's your boy Locke. Yep, hi. How's it going? Uh, well, it is strange days around here, I'll tell you what. You don't say. Against my better judgment, I'm putting you on a job. I need you to get your gear, get your ragbag friends, and get your asses over to Archibald Field. You got three hours. Pad 47. Any other details? Well, it's a cannonball, I can tell you that. You're going to be running with Skeeter. He'll have the details. As for why it was you, those reasons are known only to God and the client, and neither one of them is telling me anything. Do we know who the client is? Is that something that you can share? Skeeter's got the details. Okay, here you go. Get moving. Well, I will do you proud, boss. You better. Yep. And he hangs up. Some bitch. Archibald. Archibald Field. Archibald Fields. Is it more than one field? Archibald Field. field. Okay. It's one of. It's basically a. It is an aerodrome used primarily for cargo zaps and that sort of thing, and the occasional, very occasional, small cargo flight. Out for the very few actual airplanes that are still up and running. Well, I suppose the only thing I can do is gather up the team. Yep. And I do just that. Alrighty. Start knocking on doors. Yeah, I just summon my team to my room. Or, yeah, my room. I know we don't need any listening. Anyone listening. For, for everybody else, there are knocks on your door. Locke is going from door to door getting everybody up, says he's got a job. How do y'all react to that? God, can't a man get beauty sleep around here? Ugh, fine. I reluctantly drag myself out, still mid-skincare routine, probably with, like, a mud mask on my face. Is this job going to involve more putting people together or taking them apart? I need to know which tools to bring. 
I will tell you as soon as we find out. It's probably a bit of both, though, if I had to imagine. All right. When he knocks on my door, I answer, is it going to be heavy? Yes. All right. Go back to my room, grab my gun. I mean, I don't know about physically heavy. Like, I don't know if you're going to have to do, like, like, uh, like I don't know how, like, heavy the... I don't know if we're, we're, we're like, hold, hoisting things, but it's going to be emotionally heavy, yes. Yeah, you're going to need to bring your piece. A lot of them. All right. And ammo, too, and <laughs> grenades, other things. Yeah, it's going to be heavy as hell. So I go back to my room, grab my pistol, grab my bat, my tear grass grenades. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> do you have enough pockets? I got a backpack. <laughs> That's what holsters are for. <laughs> uh, oh, point. I'm going to show up to a uh, locked place looking like I'm going to Vietnam or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, when Barden gets the summons, he just nods and shows up about five minutes later, totally kitted out. Sweet. Now that I've gathered you all here, I have a job. Um, I was called by one of my buddies in the Behringer clan, and they have a job for us. And we need to all get kitted up and go over to Archibald Field in the next three hours to meet up with a contact of mine. Or we will get more details about the job, but I'm telling you right now, this is probably going to be a bit messy, so just keep that in mind. But we're going to try and keep it at a minimum. We're going to try and keep bloodshed at a minimum. Please. Sure, whatever Thank you say. You. It's no flatline. Got it. Yeah. So kill everybody is what I'm hearing. Only if they shoot you first. So just kill everybody go in guns. I mean, theoretically, if there was no blood loss, you could kill them, however, under your standing orders. But the meaning rather than the message. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a feeling that this that we're probably going to have to do this job nice and clean. And I kind of want that to be our reputation, you know? I'm hearing more so your reputation and not my reputation. It's our but okay. I'm not the le- I'm not the de facto leader of this group. I just happen to own the building that we're all. Apparently, I'm, you no, are. I just happen to own this building. Okay, that that's really it. I, okay. I'm just. I'm. You know. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should consider him our secretary, seeing as he gets all the calls. <laughs> yeah. See, that's actually. Could I ask you to schedule true. my my appointments for me? Well, no, I've been needing I'm somebody to that, do that. No, we. You can do that yourself, I think. I mean, do you also fetch coffee too? I think secretary. I let you people live here. Is that not enough? Holy shit! And you're getting money from this. I give you a cut of the money, okay? And it's our total rep 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 as a group because it's not just one. I'm. Oh god. Okay. What? Look, we have to go in three hours. Like stressed or something right now? He's very stressed. Yeah, he's showing all the symptoms. A lot's riding on this, man. Okay, it's my boss from the Behringer clan, alright? Your boss. Yeah, guy, he owns me, who owns this building, who owns everything. So let's get a move on, please and thank you. I'll consider it. I raise my hand, don't wait to be called on, and say, what makes you think I'm good at killing people? I mean, look at me. Do I look like someone who would be good at this job? I'm like 
a creative type, an artist, a vessel of the muse. Why well, do I have to come? I, because you kill people with your words. That and I mean, I don't know, you, you've got a lot of chrome. You you can't punch someone to death. I mean. G did give me combat lessons once, but I wasn't really paying attention, so we'll see. Oh my god. Worst case scenario, you're basically acting as a roadie. Yeah, G45. I'm gonna not teach the roadie, you how to... I'm the talent. God. We're gonna have to I'm teach like, hey, you roadie, how, to... My back. how to live on the streets. You should always respect the roadies, though. It's time, it's, it's time for G45 to be in the band, not just a roadie. We're gonna give you a pistol. And you're gonna get some blood on your hands, okay? Even though I just said we're not gonna kill anyone, <laughs> we're gonna give you some combat experience. I, would she, the scavenger, find it hot if I could kill people? He might. You're gonna Probably. have to ask him. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah, he might think that you're like a super badass or something, and you're. Uh, yeah. Yay! All right. Yeah. So take this gun. That's fully loaded. Take your finger off the trigger when you're not using it. Don't forget the safety. <laughs> Sorry. Remember to keep the safety in the off position when not using it, and take the, or rather, the safety should be on when not using it, and you should take it off when you plan to use it. It's just, pr- just there, yes, gun. There. Doc will see, see very casually off. demonstrate all of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Doc's seen his fair share of of mis- misfires, so... Oh, yes. We don't, we don't need that happening, oh, Wait, you guys use the safety for things? Guns have safety? What? Yes, you don't want it going off when you're pissed yeah, off somebody. I mean, but you're if you're experienced with it, you don't really need the... the safety. I wouldn't know. <laughs> These hands are for creating art. God. Some would say that there is an art of war. Sun Tzu. Steve. I've never listened to his stuff. But... Nobody you know, has. I said G might find it hot, <laughs> so I'm coming. But only for that reason. On the record. Oh, was somebody supposed to be taking notes? I want it to be on the record that I am here under duress. Duress. Duress would mean that we were holding a gun to your head and say, come. As... Aren't you? No. <laughs> You're the one with the gun. We yeah. all have gun. guns too. She's holding it against her own head. All right, you're gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> you Look, can't you summon a persona. Me? It won't work. J45. J45 is a sheltered boy. He hasn't. He hasn't done a lot with guns before. You gonna pile into uh, into Locke's car, or are you gonna? call a combat cab and, and head over to Archibald Field that way. I'm pretty good at driving. I think I can handle it. I look at the car. Oh, man, you took off the taggy. Nice. <laughs> You'd hardly ever know there was dead cloud in here a couple weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the smell of decomposition and grease paint. I'm all too familiar with it. I'm like, Doc, you got time for some stories, bro. <laughs> Ah, many, many times, maybe in the future. <laughs> you head over to Archibald Field. You make your way over to uh, 
long-term parking. It'll be 25 eddies to hold the car for a month. We're gonna be here for a month? No, just the car. Oh. Okay. Yeah, although there is a refund policy that if you come back within 10 days, they'll refund you the difference for what it would be for short-term parking. Oh, dope. That's so consumer-friendly. <laughs> the Behringers have learned that, you know, you do attract more flies with honey than you do vinegar. That makes sense. All my parking prices. All right. You head over to pad it's 47. Those peanuts, how they get you. And there is a massive heavy lift aerozap. It's definitely a cargo hauler. Standing near the gate entrance, such as it is, because you're literally on the field, there's a kind of a burly looking guy, about 5'8", 200 pounds, very cheerful kind of expression, handlebar mustache down past his chin. He sees Locke and waves. Come on over, cousin! <laughs> Give me a fucking hug here, man. Yeah, it's been a while, huh, Skeeter? Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. How you been? What you been up to? Uh, uh, you know, can't brag, can't complain. Well, it's well, certainly better not to complain, but it doesn't hurt to brag a little bit now and again, you know. Yeah. These are your friends? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's what you want to call them, yeah. Yeah, yeah Raleigh told me that you'd uh, picked up some acquaintances worth knowing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Boreas Canticle. It's one of the few heavy, aero, heavy lift aerozeps that the Behringer clan has. And we are going to be making use of it for a very, very interesting little job. Come on up inside. We got a, we got a pod set up so you can all set your gear down and rest a bit for the trip. And he guides you up the stairs into the aerozap. The pod looks basically like a cargo container that's been furnished. Uh, there are some fold-down hammocks or cots in one corner. There's a long table, folding chairs, all very high efficiency. From what you can tell, it looks like this particular module can be removed if the demands of the cargo manifest require it. Once you're inside and the door is shut, Skeeter sits down and he looks over at Locke. Cousin, I gotta tell you, why Raleigh wanted you for this cannonball? Well, actually, I, I know it wasn't Raleigh that wanted you for the cannonball. You were specifically asked for by the client, and that's damn peculiar. Raleigh did mention that, and he also mentioned that you'd be able to tell us who the client is. Uh, I can tell you who he is in the general respect of who actually initiated the deal, but I don't know the man's name. He comes in about a week ago, and he goes over to see Molly Hatchet. Now, you know her. She's our static that handles a lot of the transfers and whatnot here at the field. Yeah. This dude comes in, says he needs, to set, he needs a cannonball. Locke, you, you know that a cannonball is not an actual item, but the description for a high you know for a high priority short time frame and usually highly dangerous transport run from point a to point b within a certain time frame we are apparently being asked to uh withdraw a prisoner all right wow okay yeah there is a gentleman well i won't say a gentleman he's you know he's a cop and he's you know, he's an honest cop in the respect, you know, that somebody bought him and he stayed bought. But 
we are to extract a prisoner currently in his custody from a correctional facility colloquially known as the Lion's Den. This particular prisoner is due to be transported to Seattle and from Seattle up to Vancouver, British Columbia. We, of course, are going to get to him before that. And we are expected to bring him down to Morrow Rock in 48 hours from the point where we actually touch ground again. So... I'm assuming that we're going to be dropped off near this prison. We're going to have to break in somehow without being seen, capture the guy, bring him back on, and then get the hell back home without anyone ever noticing. We're not going to necessarily break in so much as infiltrate. Here's the thing. The Boreas is currently is setting up for a run that is going to take it north all the way up to Calgary. But we are going to get dropped off at a place called Wolf Lodge, or near Wolf Lodge. Now you may ask, why are we being dropped off there? There's a truck stop. The company that is handling this prisoner's normal transfer, they are required to stop at the truck stop at Wolf Lodge before they reach Coeur d'Alene. So what we do is we jack the truck at Wolf Lodge and, you know, the uniforms that they're using. We go in, we take the prisoner, we make like we're driving to Seattle, except that, you know, we take a detour and head south instead. That actually sounds like it could work. Yep, for five Xenos, it sure as hell ought to work. Five Xenos? Xenos is a reference to a denomination of Eurodollar. In this case, a 10,000 Eurodollar note has a holographic image of Xenophon an ancient Greek general who led a group known as the 10,000 back to Greece after a disastrous mercenary contract. So five Xenos is 50,000 Eddies? Yep. Okay, just making sure I can math. Hey, Locke! Hey, Locke! Um, hey, Locke! Hey, Locke! Hey, Locke! But wait, what did this prisoner do? Are we freeing, like, a murderer or something? <gasps> or a cannibal? That's actually a good question. Yeah, why, yeah, why is this guy in jail in the first place? Uh, he hands you a dossier, and uh, there is a copy of the dossier in the handout section there for anybody who wants to read it. Aha, yes. Last name. Al 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 Alois? Al is that how you pronounce that? Alois. I don't actually know. Alois? Don't know how to... Ah, oh my god. Barton gets kind of a funny look on his face. Alwa Duquesne? Sorry, Sorry that I'm not super well, super worldly, okay? Can't pronounce big French words. He closes his eyes. Let me guess. 5'10, 185 pounds, has his hair listed as white, eyes listed as maroon. How did you know that? Are you psychic, Barden? No, I'm not psychic. I've worked with. It's former Nephilim. Oh. Cyberpsychosis. Oh. Um. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, how exactly are we gonna deal with his cyberpsychosis? That could be a problem. Um, possibly, but if these guys are transporting a prisoner that they know is a cyberpsycho, they'll probably have a restraint collar on him. It will block any nervous impulses to his cyberware below the neck, which is good. It won't bother his brain or, or anything, but I just wish it would. Doc, is that something that you have experience in? Just kind of curious. I don't want to just assume that you have experience with cyberpsychosis, but... I, I do have like experience may... with cyberpsychosis. 
not pleasant experience, but it's there. Okay, that's just that's just a weight off of our shoulders. Just in case something does happen, then uh, you know we have a doc on hand, so that that helps. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Just a a bit of background. Yeah, the file does not cover everything here. Like I said, I worked with him back when we were with him. we were in the Nephilim. He actually came down a few weeks after I got cybered up. He was borderline before he got his chrome, and then he crossed the border. As in borderline personality or simply borderline psychosis? Borderline psychotic. Ah. I mean, if you if you told this guy that he had just shot a five-year-old kid with a puppy, the only thing that he would feel about it was recoil. I shudder to think that he might have actually used the puppy to shoot the child. Aww, he's ruining the reputation of white-haired men everywhere. Did I ever tell you guys that my ex had white hair? <laughs> I believe at least once per day since I've met you. Which is amazing, because I, I haven't just... actually seen you every day since I've met you. <laughs> I just wonder what the client wants to do with this cyber-psychotic man. I don't understand. What could the client possibly want with him? Barden shakes his head. Locke, think about it a moment. Who would possibly want ex nephilim? More to the point, who would know that he was ex nephilim? I don't know. Harry. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Who's Harry? Harry's the guy that set up that little job a couple of weeks ago, if you'll recall. Yeah. I don't recall much of anything. I'm pretty much just thinking about music or my ex. He was the blue chip. No, no. You wrote right? the diss track for it. Oh! Yeah! That was one of my <laughs> finest. Yeah. You don't remember when we jammed that night? Oh, that was an awesome jam. I remember that. Yeah. Remember, we're the blue chips. At least as far as Harry's concerned. And being cold-blooded about it for a moment, Alwa really does know his business. Yes, he's a raving psychotic, but he's a good gun hand. So if Harry wants him for something, eh, he's probably got plans in mind. Quite possibly ones related to our friend Mr. Reeves. As you're talking, you kind of feel a, a shudder as the Aerozep starts to take off and turns northward. The entire flight takes... About six hours. So you got you've got time to talk, relax, catch a nap. There's some decent pre-pack stuffed in some cubby holes and a microwave to heat it up. Can I light a ciggy in here? You'll have to step outside for that. There's no smoking for the fuel. Okay. Lock lights up a ciggy. Can I join him? Yeah. yeah. There's there's no health Nazis on here. I attempt to come up with a song about our trip. Not very successful. Just end up singing, we're flying on a plane, we're flying on a plane. After about six hours, the Aerozep seems to, there's a kind of a change in the in the engine note. It's almost like the, and it seems like the, the Zep is slowing down. All right, everybody get your gear. Follow me. Skeever leads you out of the pod and down a walkway over to a another cargo unit. Opens up the door. Inside is, looks like a, a fairly well-modded 4x4, which is also configured as a technical. 
specifically open back four seat uh, gunnery position. Yep. Although it also looks okay. like there seem there may be some or some plates that can fold up and act as firing slits for people laying down in the bed next to the mount. Okay. The Boreas is going to come going to be coming in, dropping a little valley near the Wolf Lodge. We're going to get to the truck stop, and then we'll drive on from there. Sadly, there is no time to use the water slides. Nope, not that kind of <laughs> not that kind of lodge. All right. It's not a great wolf lodge. It's only a mediocre wolf <laughs> lodge. All right, everybody pile in. He gets behind the wheel, fixes a radio headset in place, does a quick comm check. All right, Millie, I'm ready for dust off. Drop us in 30 seconds. Everybody hanging on? Yes. <laughs> strapped in, yes. making sure everybody else is strapped get tangled up in my straps have to get untangled by doc the cargo pod that you're sitting in kind of jolts detaches falls i hope the parachutes are installed correctly there is a sense of descent but it's almost like being in an elevator the cargo pod is being dragged just above the roadway about two feet skeeter grins guns the engine and peels out getting onto the road about 20 minutes later, you're at the Wolf Lodge, or you're approaching the town of Wolf Lodge, and you can see the truck stop. It's very brightly lit, and there are some watchtowers set here and there, some armed guards. There's also a very blocky-looking building off to one side, and some paint that says, Personal vehicles, this lane. Light transports, this lane. Heavy transports, this lane. Skeeter drives up to the garage in the personal vehicle lane. A clerk hands him a ticket, and he drives inside. There are a number of bays, and it looks like there's some kind of rail system set up so that when you get out of the vehicle and out of the immediate area, the vehicle is then loaded up into one of the racks, waiting for the owner to return. Think of it like the, the storage pods for a storage unit only bigger. Okay. Cool. Skeeter looks at you and kind of leads everybody outside. All right. Now, at about 10, maybe 15 minute window, I did a quick check with uh, a tracking beacon that got put on their vehicle. The cars here, they just stopped. The car itself is not going anywhere just yet. Funny thing, it's got a GPS lock on it. Every eight hours, it has to stop for at least two hours. Now we can fiddle the lock. That's not a problem. But we got to get the ticket from the guys. And that may be a problem. Can't just go shooting up the place because, one, this is a nice truck stop. And two, the people who run it are fairly well disposed towards nomads, but not so well disposed that they will let you just shoot anybody. So we got to be subtle. As for who we're going to be looking for, I think you'll recognize when we get inside and grab a cup of coffee. Come on. He leads you into the diner area of the truck stop. Sitting at one table is a group of about four men, all wearing Militech uniforms. Oh god. Skeeter leads you over to a table, sits everybody down, orders some coffee. Alright, cowboys. We're on the clock. Anybody got any good ideas? We have... We have two hours, so they're stopping for two hours, correct? We have two hours to do this operation, give or take. Hour and 45 minutes, actually. 
But yeah, and I don't imagine that we can guarantee that they're gonna all be nice and split up. So the only thing I can think of is causing some kind of distraction. I could write another diss track. Mm. I don't know if a diss track would be necessarily the best distraction, but you would be an excellent distraction regardless. <laughs> Throw out an He always concert. used to say I was really distracting in that grumpy way he had. I mean, I got a couple of tear gas grenades if you guys want to, you know, try to use those. Uh, that's a little overt. Uh, remember, <laughs> we're trying not to create a commotion. Uh, true, true. Sorry, Bubba. Skier looks over at Doc. Uh, silly question. You, uh, you wouldn't happen to have some diphenhydramine with you, would you? Hmm. There's a chance I pack some. Looking to knock somebody out for a period of time? Yeah. Figure we hit him with about 50 milligrams of diphenhydramine. We can certainly knock him out for a few, buy ourselves a few hours. Problem is getting it into them. There's oral... How fast does it work? Usually, with 50 milligrams, drowsiness usually sets in about, oh, within 20 minutes, half hour. We could always smooch them. Well, one, we'd have to get them to be smooched and get them ready to be smooched and have to take care not to suffer the side effects ourselves. Oh, Doc, you never take any of my ideas. Oh, no. I'm. It is still under advisement. I just have to figure out a way to create some sort of mouth guard to prevent the why don't we buy them drinks yeah you could do that actually that's not a bad idea if we can spike their drinks we, you know if we make it dark enough the booze and the diphenhydramine will take care of them real quick probably for a good long time so long as all of them are under 200 pounds we shouldn't have to worry about any ods yeah, some of them look a little skinny but yeah fuck them they're militech true this might be an unconventional idea but are there are there many junkies outside like do we do we do we see any like homeless drunk junkies outside that we could possibly give more drugs than they have a reaction and these militech guys have to get involved somehow that's the only other thing i can think of is i mean but are they really going person. to care if the person makes a big enough commotion Possibly. That's the only other thing I can think of. I don't know. I like the spiking their drink idea. I think that's a lot more subtle than my idea. I still like seducing them. You can seduce them and I give like, them drinks. I kind of wish that that worked too. Yeah, you can seduce them and give them drinks. I mean, yes. you know. Like you could be our waiter. You could be our, our They'll waiter. be much more likely waiter. to accept drinks from a seductive uh, rocker boy than any of the rest of us. Okay! Yes very true see you you are good at more than just shooting well i'm not good at shooting so that's good <laughs> well, yeah but you know you're not just if a you give me you give me about five minutes i can uh see about borrowing a name tag for you for a few minutes make you look quasi-official yeah that'll that'll probably help it certainly adds the air of authority or Rather, right. of well, while I'm doing vicinity. that, Doc, if you'd be so good, uh, four, four 50 milligram doses of diphenhydramine, and uh, I can certainly manage that. Do I need to roll anything? No, no, don't, don't need to roll that one. That, that's, that's basic medicine. That, All right. uh, basic, basically, you're, you're crushing up two Benadryl tablets for yeah. each, 
for each each of these guys. Yeah, no, it was the a roll to mix it in properly was what I was asking. That you're probably going to have to trust to J45 on. Fair enough. Benadryls are all crushed. Skeeter comes back, hands the name tag to J45. Ew, what's my fake name? Or does it have my real name on it? <gasps> or is it a fake name? Or is it a fake <gasps> real name? You are apparently really going fake. to be Doris for the next ten minutes or so. Yeah. That's a girl's name. I'm a do you know what? I will be the manliest Doris ever. Doris will be the manliest Doris. I did happen to know one very, very butch Doris back in my day. He was apparently named after his grandmother, who was even more butch. But you will certainly be a very butch Doris. Or you could just say that <clears throat> that you're required to wear a name tag, but this is the loner. It happens. Anywho, here's a tag. Just uh, sidle up over by the uh, by the well there. Mix up the drinks, let them know their compliments of the house, and go from there. All right. What role do? What do I have to roll to get them to accept the drinks? Uh, roll a persuasion check for me. All right. I sashay up to them with a a slightly more hip forward version of my usual walk. And are they? Is this a mix? Are these all men, all women, or is this a mixed uh mixed company uh, here? Three men, one woman. Well, howdy, ladies and gentlemen, you handsome fellas, beautiful lady. These here are compliments of the house, since you're a thirsty-looking bunch. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yep. <laughs> These guys look like they've been road sore. They've been driving a long time. They're kind of road sore. And they are definitely of the opinion that free drinks are not to be looked down upon. There's maybe a little bit of hesitation from the woman, but she figures, by the time I have to drive, I'll be straight. It, it's cool. So they take the drinks, they thank you, they knock them back, you gather up the glasses and head back to the station there. Oh, I think they liked me, guys! One of them even winked at me, and they all took the drinks! Yeah. Now they just need to all drink them. You're, you're, you're killing it. You are absolutely killing it. Great oh, job, thank you. I visibly light up, as in quite literally, my cyber skin <laughs> lights up at praise. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, within about 15 minutes, all four of them are looking pretty groggy. One of the other wait staff comes over. It's like, are these guys okay? They, they look kind of, you know, dead on their feet. We'll get them back to their car. I don't think these guys are going to be driving. Uh, oh, no, no. Just just to lie down. They're bunk. We have a, we have a doctor on hand, yes. I think. Doc, can you... Do you uh, I, I can give you a... We, we can probably give you a hand with these guys if, if you need oh, to. Oh, yes, please. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take them... I've, I've got a set of cots set up uh, that I can, I can lay out and let them rest and sleep off. They probably need it, the poor dears. Okay. Been on the road so long. You get the uh, the four of them out of the uh, diner and heading over by the bunkhouse. Or by the uh, garage, rather. Barden thinks to himself, uh, Guys, we have a small logistical problem. There's four guys and there's seven of us. I'm figuring Skeeter's not going to be going in. I volunteer myself to dress up as one of the catfeared people. If possible. Uh, you're going to have to, since I imagine you're going to be actually driving the truck. 
probably wouldn't be a bad idea for me to take one of the uniforms. Oh, I have to take a uniform because of driving? Or I have to take a patient outfit? We are stripping these guys, and we are probably putting them by a dumpster. Thing is, when we go into the prison, we have to look like we're the guards come to pick up Outlaw. Ah. Yeah. And there's no... We can, can we not... We'll either have to hide people in the in the thing, or we have to dress up other people as as prisoners as well. No, we don't have to dress up yes. as prisoners. Okay, okay. We're you know we're picking we're picking up. We're not dropping off. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Because if that was the case, I would have. Right, whatever. It doesn't. Point is moot. Point is moot. I'm driving. Okay, wait, why don't we have the pick a group of people, send them in the uniforms, and then everyone else who isn't taking a uniform, we can meet the truck at a point along the way and meet up with you guys after you get the prisoner. Since we'll have two vehicles, the... The, the car we're jacking and the yeah, right. yeah, Skeeter could just drive the other group. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, that they are going to be expecting four people to be in the Militech vehicle when it comes into the prison. Yes. Do, do they know? Well, we don't know that they know, but we should... Hmm. Yep. So there was three dudes and a woman, so we either need a woman or somebody who can pretend to be a woman. <sighs> Assuming that there's... Olive? I mean... I'm a woman, so. Oh, I was I was really ready. I was a I was so ready, dude. I was so ready, but thank you, but thank you. I mean, if you really want to, I'll no, let you no, go no, right no, ahead. No, no, really. No, I'm always really. for watching Give us your, your best falsetto. It's fine. No, I mean, I could probably fit. You two have a lovely relationship, and I'm, I'm invite me to the wedding. <laughs> I could I could probably uh, fit, but no, really, you take it. It honors you. All yours. right. So uh, that's three. Guess guess the rocker boys are flipping for the last slot. I mean, I've literally like almost never shot a gun in my life, and the other guy comes with tear gas grenades. I feel like he's definitely the better choice. <laughs> I was just about to say I light a smoke. Skeeter looks at uh, J forty five. Well, I guess you're riding shotgun with me. Sure thing, handsome. All right, so let's get these boys uh, stashed somewhere and get out of here, and make sure that they got no comms. They're going to be out for a while. The bigger the head start we get, the better. Leave them one with the guts removed. Alive. We're not going to kill them. Just... No, 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 no. Uh, one of their uh, communicators with, with nothing in it. It'll confuse them for a while. They'll, they'll bother Too them. much chance they can try to fix it. Best to just strip them completely. Fair enough. Skeeter gets the uh, the recovery ticket and hands it to Barden. Barden goes and puts the ticket into a machine. The Militech vehicle comes out from its slot. Barden looks at it for a moment and then looks over at Skeeter. You said that this thing could be fiddled with? Oh yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. Skeeter comes over, takes a small black box out of one of his pockets and puts it up under the dash, flips a switch and give it a shot. Should, should turn over right now. Barden turns the key, starts right up. Barden looks over at you, Locke. All right. Let's uh, get out of here first, then change. We'll change on the road. 
take care of that then, but uh, not right here. Yeah, good call. The two vehicles make their way out of the truck stop. The Militech guys are stashed somewhere where nobody's going to find them for at least a few hours. On the way, the infiltration team gets changed over into the Militech uniforms. The sizes are about right, although uh, Slash yours is a little tight around the chest. I think he's used to that. <laughs> Tight shirts. Yeah. Tight jeans. About to say tight leather pants. Mm. <laughs> At some point, everything is tight. <laughs> uh, J45 and Doc are with Skeeter. Uh, the rest are... Okay. <clears throat> are infiltrating. The Lion's Den Prison, its official name is the Leon Manet Correctional Facility. The guards or see the Militech vehicle pulling up. They look at you, Locke. Dropping off or picking up? Picking up. Transfer orders. Uh, Barden reaches into the glove compartment and hands over a packet of papers. I hand over the packet of papers? Guard looks looks at them, folds them back up, hands them to you. All right, well, we'll get them into the uh, processing area. Be just about ten minutes or so. Follow the lines, make a right around the uh, building there, and uh, loading dock is going to be on your left. That's good. Thanks. Just out of curiosity, did you guys bring your own restraint collar or uh, or not? Because if not, eh, he's uh, he's kind of a biter. There should be one on the back. Alright, just so you know, once you're in the loading dock, the dock seals. And nobody gets out until the prisoner is fully secured in your vehicle. If he gets loose, well, it's your own dumb fault. Okay. Alright. Drive up to the loading dock. It's not like a typical warehouse loading dock. It's basically two very thick concrete walls running about 20 feet along, terminating in a platform with a roll-up door. As you, as the tail end of the vehicle reaches the platform, a thick steel door in front of you slides up and locks in place. From the size of the door, it's not something that you're going to be able to ram your way out of if a phone call comes in saying, hey, our guys got jumped. Awesome. Barden looks in the back of the truck. He does find the restraint collar. Uh, it's a metal band looks like it's got two hinges on it. There's a square-like projection on the back, or what would be the back, and there's another one on the front, right on top of what would be the locking tab for the collar. He gets out, goes up onto the platform, hands you the collar uh, lock. Okay. On the underside of the truck, there was a small arms chest, and Barden has liberated a shotgun. You know, looks like an old riot gun. And he keeps that handy. The door rolls up, and you see a man matching the description of Alois Duquesne. He looks over at everybody, and his eyes light up for a moment. Pardon! Oh. Barden immediately goes over and butt-strokes the prisoner. You know, drops him out cold. <laughs> 
Lock. Get that collar on. On it. Put that collar on immediately. Throw him in the truck. Pick him up. Move him over to the truck. Barden helps you get him loaded up and, and secured. There's tie-down points in the truck for the prisoner. And he makes sure that he is very well secured. And then double-checks the collar. He, turn, he flips a switch on on the side of the collar. It's just kind of a little stud toggle. Presses it. A couple of LED lights turn on and show green on that front projection. Oh, shit. I was afraid he was going to talk. Hopefully they're not wired for sound, and I'm hoping that somebody doesn't have good ears. Yeah, that was uh, terrifying. All right. Uh, Olive, Barden hands the shotgun to you. He pulls the, the action back a little ways to check the round that's in there. Beanbag round. Non-lethal. He shouldn't be able to break loose, but if he does... Shoot him? Yay. Yeah. I recommend... The kneecap, preferably. Uh, mm. No. I was thinking the head, but okay. Yeah, no, actually, a headshot is probably going to be required here. The good news is that he's taken so many shots to the head already that he's unlikely to, to be terribly damaged if it happens. I got this, I got this. I'm not going to miss. Good thing that collar doesn't let him talk either. Uh, Slash, do you want to ride in the back with Alwa, or do you uh, want to ride up front with Locke? Uh, looks like Barton take the back, just in case, you know, something. Yeah. Just in case. Since he knows Alwa, you know, All right. anything happens, I'd rather have the guy that knows him be back there. Locke, uh, give me a perception check, if you would, please. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, uh, you're you're looking around for a little bit, and you're not entirely certain how to signal that uh, the prisoner is secured. The back door of the transport is closed up. You're not seeing anything. Then a, there's a loudspeaker comes on. Get in the truck, dumbass. Your prisoner's loaded up. Talking to me? Jeez. Yes. You. Typical. Oh, yeah, I'm told. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm getting in the vehicle. Yep, mm, sorry, I was just. Uh, Can you, you know. shut up and get in the truck uh, already? Sorry, okay, yeah, jeez, in the car. The Oops. door starts to <laughs> lower, and by the time you reach the door, it is fully down, and you roll over without any further incident. Uh, you make your way back up to the gate. Sweet. Guard stops. Just need to sign off on the transfer orders. Get it stamped. So, so I just so we would roll up back to where we came from. Give them the paper. No. No, no, you're at the gate. He's he's handling he's doing the the stamping there at the gate. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not nervous at all. Hmm. The guard looks at you a little funny. Is this your first time transporting a prisoner out of the lion's den? Uh, look, I haven't had a cigarette in three days. Okay. I'm a little bugged. Do you have a ciggy on you? I will pay you a couple of eddies. I'm sorry. I'm just a little shaky. It's been a long trip, and I'm just going nuts. Can I have a ciggy? Uh, sorry, man. Don't smoke. God damn it. No, whatever. Yeah, sorry. I just... I'm, my head's going a million miles per hour. Listen, uh, you guys take it easy out on the road there, and, uh, and be careful, huh? Uh, we've been, uh... We've been hearing that the Zodiacs are running on the road out to Seattle, so... 
Just keep keep a weather eye, huh? We'll do. Yeah. Don't think they'll give us too much of a problem, but we'll see. The gate opens up and lets you drive on through. Oh god, holy shit. That <laughs> <coughs> almost didn't work. Your agent rings. Uh, it says it's Skeeter calling. Go for lock. You got our package? Package received. Alrighty, we're just about a mile up the road here. Let's get going. And four. Did the locals say anything about uh, <clears throat> who might be running around causing trouble? Uh, the Militech guys said something about the Zodiacs, but they said that they were hanging around the route to Seattle. But we're going south, so I don't think that that's a problem. Well, we might have to take up I-90 at least through Spokane before we actually turn south. Oh, God. Once we're past Spokane, we can maybe catch 395 and then pick up I-82, but we'll see how it goes. What's the plan for dropping off these uniforms on the car? Uh, as far as the uniforms go, I imagine we probably want to wear them for a little while. As far as the car, well, once we get to the rock, Molly will take care of things. She's working with some of the guys at the port. Nothing to worry about there. We'll face the Zodiac. We'll cross that bridge. You make your way through Spokane without any incident. You pass through Sprague pretty easily. Everybody make me perception rolls, please. Is that that? Oh, no. Slay. Slash, I have no idea why it's making... Why it rolled three times, but uh, I do not know either. All right. For anybody who rolled above a fifteen, you're about five miles outside of Ritzville. The interchange for Highway 395 is just past the town, and as you're driving along, you notice some lights coming up behind you very fast. Looks to be four vehicles at least one truck and probably at least three motorcycles there may be more who wants to bet these are the zodiacs we were told about <sighs> yep probably not wrong <laughs> oh my god am i gonna have to pull some baby driver worse shit? like <laughs> you're gonna have to pull some boss baby driver <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you gonna inform Skeeter what's going on, or yes, yeah. Guessing we have radio, phone, radio. Your agents are currently configured for walkie-talkie oh, mode. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said radio. Just thinking walkie-talkie. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I press the button. You know, and yo, know, Skeeter. Uh, 
caught a lot of lights behind us, and I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not sure how you want to handle this one. We, we probably should probably talk about this beforehand. Now let me oh. drop, let me drop back. I'll get one of our, I'll let, I'll let my one of my passengers here flip a coin to see who mounts the, uh, mounts the cannon there. We'll see what we can't do to dissuade them. You're the best, buddy. Alrighty. Hold them off as best I can. And just remember, you're the package, I'm the blocker. So it's up to me to be driving them off. Right. Okay, J45, Doc. Indeed. Skeeter looks at you. Either of you two ever fired a 20mm cannon? Obviously not. Uh, I can't say I've fired a 20mm, no, but I'm certainly willing to give it a shot. Point, click, shoot? Uh, pretty much. Butterfly grips, you know, just press with your thumbs. Do you have any other armaments? Other than what you brought with you and my swinging dick, no. Mm. Oh, throw your swinging dick at them, that'll certainly distract them long enough. If we're down to that, then we're pretty, we're already dead. But not even to use as a roadblock. <laughs> Get behind the gun. <laughs> All right, it is initiative. Yes, I'll pass Yasky, uh, J45, a couple of grenades. Uh, throw those behind us, if you will. Okay, I can do that. And, nope. There's no token. How do I roll? Uh, in the combat tab, there's a button for initiative. Yeah, no, I rolled it and it said uh, there is a selected, t no token is selected. Ah, you fail, roll 45, roll 20. Ah, all right. Uh, <clears throat> One second here. All right, and if uh, roll a uh, d10 and add your reflex. All right. Uh, everybody else, also roll your initiatives, please. Oh, wow. <gasps> How do you roll um, within roll twenty? Because I've never rolled uh, for, forward roll slash the one under question mark roll space or d10 or whatever plus the number yeah. or just slash r space d10 plus the number uh which number is it? uh it's your ref uh, reflex plus it's your reflex value so. did it <laughs> now these guys are just all over the place <laughs> This is so weird. Okay.
All right, Olive. Uh, weirdly enough, you have the. Oh no. You get to start the ball here. Oh no. Uh, there, there is, uh, there is, there are ports <laughs> in the back of the truck, or where you're sitting in the back of the cargo area where you're sitting. So you can fire out through there, and there are vision blocks so that you can see the targets. Okay. Um, uh, do I have a lethal weapon? Because right now I got a gun that shoots beanbags. Or is that it? I was of I was of the impression that you had that you had yeah you you have a heavy pistol you have heavy pistols. I according to this. So, yeah. Great. Let's use those. You'll have you'll have to use them one at a time. Uh, the gun port's not big enough for both of them. That's fine. Okay. How do I do <clears throat> this? All right. So for combat, uh <clears throat> uh there is a in the combat tab, there should be a button there for attack. Uh, see, I do see that. So I just hit that, and that's it. Boop. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. Uh, you. You take a shot, but you do not hit them. Why are guns so hard? Well, it happens. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Slash. You know that people are coming up, and uh, you know they're still behind you. But you can certainly try dropping the window temporarily and trying to take a shot out outside that's all I was, gonna, I was about to say that's all I was going to do yeah, okay. indeed it does uh, roll for damage please nice uh, you, you definitely hit one of the you hit one of the riders on the motorcycle and he flips end over end the bike crushing him Oh, dude, <laughs> dope. That was nasty. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm driving. Sorry, I was, right. I was on the road. Well, the smoke off my gun. Barden moves to the other gun port on the other side of the uh, of the cargo area, brings up his rifle, rips a burst against one of the other targets. He sends a burst of automatic weapons fire through a second motorcycle rider and just kind of splatters him. It's one minute the, the uh, rider is on the motorcycle, the next minute the motorcycle's following the road for about 20-30 feet before it veers off. And there's no rider on it anymore. Alright, Doc. Yes. Uh, so I'm getting on the gun emplacement. What uh, skill and what damage do I need? Uh, heavy weapons? Uh, yes, this would be a heavy weapons 
roll. Alrighty. <laughs> I I love that. That is the cool. Yeah. Daka 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 is like I love that <clears throat> so much. Probably <clears throat> does not hit. Uh, it does not. Although it does come yeah. very close. Always had a bit of a recoil of these things when first winding up. Yep. All right. Uh, lock your. <clears throat> There's one motorcycle that is edging in, and you've still got the the truck coming up behind you. Uh, do you want to try maneuvering to get past Skeeter and let him try and take point, or do you want to maybe try and do a hard stop, see if you can't catch the motorcycle rider unaware? Or do you want to try something even more ridiculous? Uh, 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 oh, it's too much. Um, oh, God, I feel like I'm driving a real car. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let Skeeter take point. I don't want to risk the package nor the whole lives of myself or my team. All right. Well, your driving skill is good enough that you can move up in front of Skeeter and avoid hitting him without any special effort. Dope. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. The truck behind you opens up with a little loud boom. Uh, not an automatic weapon, strangely enough but it misses completely. It does kind of gouge out a divot where you used to be, block, but completely misses you. J45. Um, You're... <laughs> are there any other uh, like win open windows or gun slots to even shoot out of? Uh, you can open... One of them. You can... Uh, Doc's actually in the bed of the truck. Okay. So you can climb in the bed and basically lay prone and fold up one of the armor shields to shoot through. Or, uh, since you were given a couple of grenades by Doc, you could try pulling the pin on one and uh, just drop it out the window. Let's see how. I will do that, but I do not know how to attack with that because I don't have the grenades yeah. like, in my No, no completely understandable. Uh, if you would... Roll me a reflex check, if you would. Okay. Just 1d10 plus your reflex value. Alright, roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you send the... You pull the pin, you send the grenade bouncing, and it tumbles behind, and actually detonates behind the, the truck by a good distance. Doesn't do any damage. Oops. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It happens. It happens. Keep throwing. How many grenades did you give me, Doc? Three, I think. Hold on. How many? Okay. All right. The last motorcycle tries to get up close, trying to make his way around Skeeter, but not quite making it. 
And it is next round. All right, Olive, you don't have a really great shot at e at the motorcycle or the enemy truck. Uh, Skeeter's pretty much in the way right at the moment. Uh, you can hold your action if you want to and wait for a, a more opportune time. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Slash, you're in pretty much the same boat. I'll hold off then. All right. Barton holds his fire. Uh, Doc. Yep. Uh, you have a technical behind you. Looks like they're mounting some kind of recoilless rifle. Oh, absolutely. Going center of mass right between the headlights, if I can. All right. Roll for me, please. All right. Uh, this one made... All right. How much uh, damage did it roll? Roll me 6d6. You keep the gun on target. You're definitely aiming at the engine compartment. You're seeing sparks flying as it hits some kind of armor plate, and it's got to be pretty heavy if it's stopping 20 millimeter. But it's definitely it's definitely taking hits. You are starting to chew through the armor. Okay, I'll just keep painting, uh, painting it. You know, give them a happy little tree. <laughs> uh, lock. Is there a way for for us to? Is there a way for me to like be able to drive and give them, give everyone else in the back an angle while not firing or messing with Skeeter? You can give the angle to Olive. Uh, if you drift over to the left, that should open things up for the motorcycle a little bit and at least give her a shot at, at it. All right, well, that's worth a shot. All right, Olive, the transport shifts over and you've got a shot at the motorcycle. Oh, I'm gonna go for it. <sighs> I suck. God damn it. Damn it. Uh, you do hit him. Uh, roll me damage, please. Well then, I surprised myself. It wasn't a great hit. You know, definitely not a, a fatal hit. But it did wound him badly enough that he lost control of the vehicle. Uh, he tumbles end over end. The motorcycle lands on him a couple of times. And actually, you know, as you're proceeding in the distance, you see it explode. Don't ask for much, but when I do, I make sure I kill somebody. Ow. Doc, you, you see the recoilless fire, okay. and it basically shreds or rips along the driver's side of the tech of your technical. Okay. Uh, it's definitely wounded Skeeter. Alright, I will, uh, on my initiative, uh... Yeah. Wait, wait, let's wait until it comes up. Let's, yeah. Let's see what happens. J45. Uh, there's breaking glass, there's twisting metal, and there's kind of a uh, wet splashing sound as you get some blood splatter on your upper head. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Well, you still got two grenades. I'll throw another grenade then. Frantically. Out the window. Screaming. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. The enemy technical shifts out of the way, and the grenade detonates just behind the vehicle. That one was actually closer than the first one, but it was a it was a near thing. Darn. All right, Olive, you have a shot currently at the at the enemy technical. Wait, I thought I took my shot already. Oh yeah, uh, you yeah that's right. You have gone down on the initiative. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, it is a new initiative, though. Well, then. Uh, since you did go down, uh, Slash is at the top of the initiative. Hey. Slash, you... Do I have a shot? You have no shot right now. 
I'll uh, hold off my shot again then. Barden has no shot. Doc. Um, can I see how badly uh, Skeeter is wounded? You'd have to abandon the gun and take a look. Okay. Then I will take another shot, but also call uh, J45 to, to take over uh, so that I can go up and tend to Skeet. So I will fire a shot, and as soon as I'm relieved by J45 on my next initiative, I'll go check and see what I can do. You can leave the mount after you take the shot. All right, I'll take the shot and then leave the mount. All right. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Nah. You know, having uh, the, 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 the huge jerk uh, has thrown my aim off a little. Lock. From what you can see in your rear view, it looks like it was a glancing shot on Skeeter, but it definitely fucked up the driver's side of his, of his vehicle. Uh is it possible for me to, if I drove on the left side, can I drive on the right side this time to give either Slash or Barden a shot? Uh, technical? Yeah, you could do that. You can shift over and... I will do that. Alright. Uh, slash, you've... The vehicle shifts over. You've got a shot. I'll take it. Alright. You hit. Roll damage. You see the windshield spider webbing a little bit. Did not seem to do a whole lot of damage. Okay. Barden takes another burst. He doesn't hit. All of you have lost the initiative, or you've lost your angle on the technical. So <sighs> it happens. You know, wait for wait for another shot or Yeah. Another round from the recoilless misses. Whoever's gunning must have gotten real lucky that one time. Alright. J45, it's up to you. Oh god, uh, well, since Doc yelled at me to come up to the mount, I will. But I don't know how to use it at all, um, so I guess I will attempt to shoot it? Uh, I don't know how. Like, uh, your, what we... use your, uh, heavy weapon skill. Okay. I know you don't. I don't. I know you don't actually have one. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, you can still roll it, technically. Uh, it's got the little dice on indicator. Okay, I, I figured it. I can't. I'm not good at weapons. Does not hit. So this brings us up to the top of a new round, Doc. Yep. Gonna roll. Probably what paramedics at this point or first. Probably first aid. I would say. All right, get that shoulder patched. Skeeter's still driving pretty well, uh, but yeah, it, it it is a flesh wound, it, but it is a pretty nasty one. Uh, you definitely do <clears throat> stop the bleeding. Definitely help him keep control, at least a little bit. Uh, Brennan, I'll give you the good stuff when we're out of this. Lock, want to keep on this side, or do you want to try and swerve and swerve over to the other side and give uh, Olive a shot? Uh, I'll stay on this side. Sorry, Olive. It's a numbers game at this point. Battle of attrition. Alright. Slash, your shot. 
making another one. Ooh. The gun jams. Yeah. <clears throat> You're gonna it's gonna take you it will take you a full round your next round to clear the jam. Just can't get lucky with all my shots. Barton rips off another burst. This actually seems to uh go through and it just absolutely destroys the armor plate. The truck starts falling back. Okay. It's definitely in your rear view at this point. Skeeter gets on the uh, on the agent. <clears throat> Lock. You okay? I'm fine. How are you doing, buddy? You look like you took a pretty nasty hit. Uh, it looks worse than it feels. Although it feels pretty damn bad. Right, we'll get you patched up. No, no problem. We'll dox them. The best and the only doctor I know, but there, ergo, he's the best. Well, we're gonna have to keep your unwavering confidence in me is appreciated. <laughs> well, I don't imagine we want to stop in Ritzville. No. <clears throat> we'll probably need to drive on to at least Kennewick. <sighs> Once we cross the Columbia, we can probably take a stop and get some fresh air. Sounds good to me. Just don't die on me. I ain't, I ain't dying today. I ain't never died on a cannonball before. Don't expect to now. I would actually be very, very worried if you had died on a cannonball before. There would be implications there. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be a medico. You know how somebody can be clinically dead for a few minutes and come back. Yes, and I also know that, that there's a lot of horrible things you can do when bringing somebody back. Yep, true enough. The convoy makes their way into Kennewick. Uh, it's getting late at this point. Uh, it's now probably about midnight, about one o'clock. Kennewick is, or was, a fairly big town. Not Night City big, but you know, certainly bigger than Ritzville, which you flash through. Skeeter drives through some side streets and then pulls into a nondescript building. Uh, looks like it might have been a parking garage at one point. He gets out of the seat, and there's kind of a sound of dried blood squicking as he gets out. Pauses for a moment and then starts swaying. Oh, oh, that was a dumb idea. That was so dumb. Oh, God. I... What was? Standing up with the loss of blood. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this would now be a good time to... Doc, probably make another first aid check for me, please. All right. Try and get the boy on an intravenous. Maybe something... Uh, higher kick for the pain. And you don't want, it, you don't want him too high, because... <laughs> If he's too high, he can't drive. Oh, no, I'm not talking about conking him out. I'm just talking about something that actually has painkilling properties. Yeah. You debride the wound, you stitch him up, picking out shrapnel here and there. It's kind of a miracle that he didn't lose the arm. 
That was one lucky hit, but you're even luckier for how little damage there is. There's part of me that thinks that we maybe ought to take a couple hours rest, but there's also a part of me that thinks that would be a dumb idea. I'd vote for rest. Locke, we got... Ugh. We got 39 hours before we have to be at Moral Rock. How far of a drive is it from here? Or like how long will that take? It'll take us about 18 hours, assuming good roads and assuming we don't run into any other trouble. Alright, yeah, I vote on rest. Skeeter's not going to be able to drive 18 hours. There's just no shot of that. Unless someone yeah. else wants to step up, but uh, I'm, a, I'm just going to... I'm voting for rest. I don't know. What's up, everyone else feeling? Yeah. Probably wouldn't be a, be a bad idea to get a few hours rest. Hopefully nobody else is looking for us. Yes, I don't have any particular skill with a land vehicle, so having an expert driver tip-top shape would probably be for the best. Alright, well, let's get some shut-eye then. I'll take first watch, and I'll sit in the truck with uh, Alwa. Make sure he behaves himself. The rest of you get some sleep. Sounds like a plan. He's <laughs> already asleep. You leave Kennewick, and you are not taking the the typical route down south. Uh, you're actually making your way through Pendleton rather than, say, through Bend, Oregon. As you're passing through what used to be a national forest, uh, everybody make me perception checks, please. Okay. I don't see shit. I'm probably trying to think up a song. I'm even worse. We rescued a prisoner <laughs> and... Oh shit, nothing rhymes <laughs> with prisoner. Everybody who rolled uh, a 12 or higher, as you're driving along through the forest, you see what looks like a small herd of black horses, except they seem to have golden horns on their heads. As in unicorn Ooh. or antler style? Definitely unicorn style. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of curved. Uh, Doc, you you know that these are some of the creatures that Biotechnica released into the wilds to help stabilize ecologically unsound areas. Do I know if they're uh, particularly territorial or aggressive? Not really, no. Uh, they're definitely fanciful looking. Uh, somebody was very clearly modeling them after the Kirin rather than the typical western <sighs> unicorn. But... Oh, G would have loved this. He had a thing for unicorns. <laughs> ah yes, the Kirin. For some known only is that thing what's on the beer, but actually a symbol of prosperity and good health. Of course, that's the mythical. These are bioengineered creatures, but they should not molest us too terribly. However, we should keep an eye on them. Should they bolt, we should also be aware. Yeah, they're just kind of running alongside the road in the woods, just minding their own business, really. Skeeter's doing well enough. Uh, he seems a little stiff, but he's still doing good. I'm going to keep 
keep up on his IV drip. The drive down seems fairly sedate. You're actually surprised that you haven't been jumped more often, but it's entirely possible that if there was any word of you getting down through here, they were expecting you to take the more direct route rather than the back roads. As you're approaching the outskirts of Night City, you still got several hours on the clock, but you're definitely in good shape time-wise. Uh, everybody roll me perception checks, please. Okay. We saw some unicorns and they made me remember the love of my life. Alright. Olive. Yes. You've been keeping an eye on on Alwa and also looking out the vision blocks, making sure nothing is coming up behind you. He's been looking at you real funny like. There's definitely wheels turning in his head. You're not real sure what they are, but it probably isn't good. As you look out the vision blocks, you see a quartet of motorcycles coming up behind you fast. Uh, Skeeter's driving point at the moment, so your vehicle is in the rear. Okay. Um, guys, I see a whole bunch of motorcycles coming up behind us, and it doesn't look good. You notice that as they're coming up, they're driving in formation. They're actually in a, like oh. a diamond formation, and it's not some sloppy, ragged kind of formation. This is precision. So that means they know what they're doing, and that just makes it scarier. The bikes are also really well made. Uh, these are like top-end superbikes, although the sidecars, which seem to be mounting the heavy weapons, are maybe not exactly standard. Uh, let's go a little faster, or we're about to die. <laughs> I'm too young and pretty to die. Everyone's too young to die. Except this prisoner guy that we have locked up. I would not be, you know, opposed to his death because he keeps giving me funny looks. And the staring contest that we have going on. I want to say I'm winning, but I'm not entirely sure. Fair. Pedal to the metal. You're trying to accelerate. Yes, you are. There is a loud uh, lock. I need you to make me a uh, drive check, if you would, please, real quick. Mm -hmm. That's what I was built for. Drive land vehicle. Oh, thank God. Oh. As you're trying to accelerate, you feel a thump hitting the vehicle. It, it's not enough to jolt you off the road, but it's definitely noticeable. Olive, you see a very large dent in the door that wasn't there previously. Oops. It's kind of conical and it's bulging in. Um, do I spot what made the dent? As you're looking out, you do see that uh, the rider in the back is standing up on her bike and holding a very large anti-material rifle. So, quite possibly that may have, may have made the dent. The fact that said writer is still on the bike after firing an anti-material rifle says quite a lot about that bike's construction, never mind anything else. Okay, my wheels are turning in this brain of mine, and something is telling me that this was totally planned and that they are coming to get this guy. I think they're coming to get Skeeter, this guy. Skeeter you know, looks in the rear view and checks. Locke, uh, who did we piss off exactly? Well, that beats me. I'd have to consult to my list of people that I've pissed off, and it's more than the fingers on my hands. AKA, that's why I needed to write them down on the list. So, I don't know. Is it our soup friend? Because I always just draw it back to him. I mean, I really just 
Think about the ones who have the kind of uh, liquid assets to hire the Eurovision Interceptor Squad. Oh. <laughs> also, what song are they going to sing for us? <laughs> they don't do their singing on the job, unfortunately. How, how can they prove that they're the Eurovision Enforcement Agency? I mean, come on. Eurovision Interceptor Squad. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Euro Well, still, you got to prove that you're Eurovision. Well, they're definitely European, and they're definitely very flamboyantly dressed, despite also being very heavily armed. Uh, that it just doesn't mean any uh, roaming initiative, guys. <laughs> Here we go again. My, my. Never should have let him go. Oops. Wait, our... another <laughs> I got totally distracted. What are we doing? <laughs> okay. We're making ABBA jokes at the moment. Also fighting some people, but that's not as important. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll. Uh, how do I do this again? Uh, you can just ten, roll a reflex, four. and that should do it. Oh. Three. <coughs> this. Uh -huh. Three. That. Ha ha! Fuck! So, Barton goes first. Takes very careful aim on the lead bike. And he hits. He hits the bike, and all four of them suddenly start dropping back. It's almost like they got... And also their control suddenly starts going. Uh, all of you notice that the, uh, the sniper who was in back is suddenly dropping down and trying to drive the bike one-handed while putting their sniper rifle away. So something has gone horribly wrong here. Why does that not surprise me? Get a synchronizing transmitter that was allowing one of them to control all four bikes. Now they actually have to take control and handle their own oh, bikes, so and so the sniper can't really actually easy. take a uh, fortified position and has to actually drive. You just said a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lock. Uh, it is your turn. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Yep. All right. Where is Skeeter in relation to our? Uh, he's ahead and to your right, uh, but he's getting ready to drop back. And so, the, how many how many bikers? So how many bikers are behind me? Four. Four. Yeah. I slam on the brakes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to make some rolls here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that made it real easy for me wow so you slam on the brakes brakes lock up tires are squealing one of the superbikes smashes into the back end of the truck the driver does not go flying and i mentioned that these are recumbent bikes the driver is basically strapped in and sitting down rather than leaning forward over the handlebars. You had not mentioned that. <sighs> Needless to say, the first bike is totaled. Not only is it totaled, it falls back, swipes the bike to its left. The bike to the left, which was carrying a sidecar and a minigun mounted on it, flips over, spins out. Meanwhile, the lead bike is still spinning out, knocks the tail bike out, leaving what would be the one on the right-hand side, although that has a sidecar on its on its right side with a 40-millimeter cannon on it, so... Oh. 
Okay. <laughs> still, uh, still potentially a threat, although the driver is quickly coming to a stop because three quarters of the team just got wiped out. <laughs> Stupid bastards. <laughs> I grew up on motorcycles. <laughs> you make your way through Night City without further molestation. Uh, you catch the ferry to Morrow Rock. Standing at the dock is a rather large woman. She's known around the Barringer clan as Molly Hatchet. She's the static who handles a lot of her initial contracting work and also money processing. When you drive off of the ferry and come to a stop, she kind of scowls as she looks at the, at the damage to Skeeter's vehicle. Skeeter, damn you, can't you ever bring a vehicle back in one piece when you do a cannonball? Ugh. Not for nothing, but you should see the other guys. Oh wait, you can't. Well, you'd have to go across several miles of the highway. Part of the pavement. <laughs> She looks over at you, Locke. You know, you are about the last person I would have expected to be doing a cannonball. And it went almost without a hitch. So maybe the joke's on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the package? I got the package. Drag his ass out and take him over to Dock 23. I'll get my sedatives that. and do exactly that. dope him up but good. Waiting at Dock 23 is a large but rather innocuous-looking fishing boat, and Harry Matsuchek is standing near the jetty. Guys, how the hell are you? Ah, you brought my boy Alwaw. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're a credit to your clan there. Thank you. So, I, I hope that uh, Alwaw didn't give you too much trouble. He, he behaved himself. He behaved himself, but we had a bit of trouble between the Zodiacs fucking around on the road and a squad of Eurovision interceptors. This was a high they level target. They didn't even sing Harry. us a song. Yeah, they didn't sing us shit. We did. I saw a unicorn though. It's a bunch of unicorns. The Kieran. Oh yeah, the eco freaks. Yeah, those are. Do you know that those guys? eat contaminated plants and actually clean it up with their shit it is wild <laughs> ah wow alright well listen I need to take Alwa somewhere where he can get the therapy that he needs to become a productive member of society if you'll uh, just get him on the boat we'll be gone and our payment oh no 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 see I paid your boss. He disperses the payment to you. Come on, kid. This is all handled in-house through your clan. So, you know, talk to the gal who handles the money. Okay, just making sure everything's going according to plan. Oh yeah, everything's going absolutely according to plan. Later, taters. He gets on the boat. Make sure that Alwa is secure, removes the restraining collar, and tosses it over the side as the boat begins to steam off. 
I certainly hope he knows what he's doing and that it sinks. Oh, it's not going to sink. That's the thing about Harry. He knows how to keep his people in line. Now, while always was well disposed towards him, we should probably head on back. Yeah, I have to report back. I need my beauty sleep. I didn't get to finish my skincare routine before we went out the first time. Well, don't worry, I'll give you some of the good shit. I think everybody deserves a little bit of the good shit after this. Dudley so for Skeeter. Ah, uh, don't worry about me, Doc. I got people who can patch me up back at camp. It'll be alright. You done you done man's work here, and I am proud of you. Thank you for saying so. I always try to try and take pride in my work. You catch the next ferry back to Night City and head back to the apartment. It's kind of late. It's about maybe 8 or 9 o'clock. Locke, uh, as you get in the door, make me a perception check, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you're, you know, as you step inside, you notice that uh, there's somebody sitting in a chair next to the window, which you definitely did not leave open when you left. They seem to be wearing very bright, you know, metallic lame type jacket, a cat mask, and electronic cat ears. Of course, they're also holding a very large pistol in their lap, so... Is there something I can help you with? I'm pretty oh. sure we have a, someone working as a prostitute downstairs. You might have me confused with one of our other... She, li she lifts the gun. Shut up. Right. Do you have any idea what you've done, Bakayaro? Uh... <laughs> you gotta have to be more specific, sister. Why are you helping Harry Matsuchek? Because he pays the bills. That's why. Oh, he pays the bills. Oh, no, don't worry about me. I wasn't... That's not following orders. I was just paid to do the job. And broke a complete psychopath out of prison. Why? And? I want to know why. Why him? Why now? What is Matsuchek's plan here? What's his play? I could tell you if I tried. He has some affinity towards him. They have a bit of history. That's as much as I know. Oh, I know they have history. They have a lot of history. 50,000 dead bodies worth of history, if not more. That's a lot. You just let a monster go. And a monster that works for somebody even worse. And I need to know why. Oh, and la-dee-da. And who are you, Miss, Miss Morals herself? Why didn't you stop me before when I took the job? Or even before when I did the first job for Harry Matschak? Like, who are you? Who, who even are you? Why do I have to answer to your bullshit questions? I don't even know who you are. I don't actually know who this person is. I think he's asking it metaphorically, but I want to know literally. Make me a streetwise yeah. roll, please. Okay. Wait, who, me? Or Locke? Uh, Locke, but you can, you can make one, too. No, that's fine. Uh, Locke, it, it dawns on you that you are... You're, you're talking to Michiko Sanderson. 
the head of security company Danger Girl. Of course, she's also better known as Michiko Arasaka. Uh, you trashed my team's bikes. They loved those bikes. It's going to be weeks getting them back together. Thank God they weren't injured. But I need answers. Well, maybe that's the price you pay for trying to forcibly take things instead of talking to people like regular normal empathetic human beings try to do before they start shooting up the place oh i might not be a, a good person for my actions but i don't know where you were beforehand i mean it was your fault that those bikes got smashed up so i don't feel bad about that arasaka does me no favors i hope that your moral ambivalence will remain intact once Matsuchek gets done with what he's got planned. You do realize that he is an utter fiend. That he is somebody worse than my father. Worse than my grandfather. I don't know if that's possible. Oh. I'd say, having known my grandfather and my father, I'm gonna say it's possible. In fact, not just possible, certain. And so what do you want now? You just want to know why I did it? I want to know what Natsuchek is up to. But it's very clear that, that you don't know anything. You're an errand boy. What would you be willing to offer if I <laughs> was able to find more information? Wow, you really are mercenary. You <laughs> Just weighing my options? I'm not saying I will do anything. I'm just trying to hear you out trying to be the change you know before i shoot you for coming into my home i'm betting that your reflexes aren't good enough to overcome my aim right now but you know what i'm not particularly interested in testing that when you have actual information we'll talk until then i suggest you take a very hard look in the mirror and see who it is that you really work for and whether you can live with it she reaches into her jacket pocket with her free hand, lays a, a card down on the table, backs up three steps, and falls backward out of the window. Hmm, guess I'm gonna take a look. Well, that was quite dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Guess I'm gonna take a look at the chip. Yeah. Card? Card. It's a very nice card. Uh, it's excellent card stock. There's kind of a holographic effect to the company logo. It is Michiko Sanderson's card. It says Michiko Sanderson, CEO, and there's a number written on the back. Handwritten, so probably not the regular office number. Pocket it. All right. And that, I believe, is where we will call it for the evening. Right on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was kind of expecting that uh, that second combat to go a little Alrighty. longer and <laughs> yeah. Surprise speed run. Yeah, I saw the chance and I took it. <laughs> yep. The echo still resounds. Cyberpunk Red was designed and written by Mike Pondsmith, James Hutt, Cody Pondsmith, Jay Parker, Jay Gray, Jay Kovac, and David Ackerman. It is published by R. Talsorian Games and is available at your nearest friendly local game store 
or online at drivethroughrpg.com. Opening music is by Craftomt. Closing music is by Donnie Drost. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe or visit our website at gameluster.com. This has been Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast production from Game Luster.